game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Blue line skating on to it is McDavid into the lightning zone down the right wing. He'll drive to the net, save Vasilevsky, he scores! McDavid with the second opportunity puts it under Vasilevsky and the Oilers are up 4-3. Well, the Edmonton Oilers strike the lightning for a 5-3 win. The Oilers have won five consecutive games and they end Tampa's five-game winning streak. Very entertaining, very spirited, at times nasty game between these two teams as the Oilers improve to 26-18-3 on the season. That was McDavid with the game winner, his 39th of the season, 2-10 into the third period. Zach Hyman, another strong game. He scored twice, including an empty netter late in the third to put it away. Jack Campbell has won all five of these games on this Oilers winning streak. He's stopped 130 out of 141 shots for a 922 save percentage over that run. He outduels Andre Vasilevsky tonight, the best goalie in the world. Vasilevsky stopped 28 out of 32. Thanks a lot for joining us. We're live in Studio 99 for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Well, Rob, we just played the game winner there. McDavid drives to the net, as he often does. And Vasilevsky makes the save, and then we thought, and then the puck squirts in. We looked at each other right away. Yep. Were the Lightning going to challenge? And then once they saw the replay, and they obviously saw it and thought, maybe we're not winning that challenge. Yeah, it, at first I thought he bumped into Vasilevsky, and it looked like he hit him a little bit, but I don't think that caused Vasilevsky to not be able to make the save. I think the puck was already going in. And I think that's what John Cooper would have thought. He's like, well, they're probably not going to give it to us. Then not only that, we're going to be shorthanded if this doesn't go our way. I thought it was the right non-call for the Tampa Bay Lightning. It was just, uh, again, an, a, a great play by a great player. Uh, Connor McDavid came with full speed, and he caught two defensemen flat-footed. So there's, they, there was nothing they could do. As a defenseman, they played it as well as they could. But... They were going against the world's greatest and the world's fastest, and he won just another uh, another race going to the net. And nice finish. Vasilevsky stopped him earlier on a breakaway. This time, he pulled the puck back away from the stick of Vasilevsky and found a, a slight little hole in the seven hole and put it in. And huge goal for the Oilers because a couple times in that game, the Tampa Bay had, Lightning had fought back. But as you know, we talk about it all the time, if you keep trying to catch up, catch up, catch up, life has to be perfect. And it wasn't perfect for the Tampa Bay Lightning in the third period. Well, a really good game. The Oilers had a very strong first period yep. and jumped out to a 2-0 lead. It, it got very heated and nasty, especially late first into the second period and then at the end of the game, which we'll talk about. And Tampa Bay was really coming on in the second period. The Oilers won the first period by two goals. Well-deserved. Tampa Bay well-deserved to have a two-goal advantage in the second period. McDavid came through at the end. The Oilers rebounded in the third. Very back-and-forth game. But the Lightning top guys, they really asserted themselves in that middle period. Uh, they did. Uh, I mean, Stamkos has 500 goals for a reason. Uh, Point is one of the best two-way players in the world. Uh, Kucherov, he's got a couple Stanley Cups, and he led his team when they won their Stanley Cups. So they got stars on their team, and uh, they were proud. But I thought the Oilers... 
uh, weathered the storm as well as they could in the second. They were not, they were the second best team. In the third period, they played better, and, and the chances they they limited them in the, in the third period. So the Oilers uh, have become a better team over the last month in third periods of learning how to bring games home. Uh, they let their star player score a big goal, and then they didn't give up a whole lot of grade-A chances after that. So uh, it was a good night for the Edmontoners. They played well, and again, this was their star player scored a great goal, but it wasn't just on the back of their star players. The Oilers are winning games on the backs of the entire team, top to bottom, role players coming through, and another strong performance by Jack Campbell in net. And I think that bodes well for the Oilers going forward. they got two goaltenders they feel comfortable with. That's our quick change for Jiffy Loop, keeping you moving to and from the game. Visit your local Jiffy Loop today. The other goaltender hasn't played since last Monday. He's going to the All-Star game. He and Leon Dreisaitl were voted in by the fans. That was announced during the game, so that's pretty cool tonight. I, I think something we have to talk about today, you and I have used the word beef about a thousand times yeah. this season. Um, and, 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 you know, there's all that talk about, you asked Mark Fistrick about it, toughness doesn't always mean fighting, though there were fights in tonight's game. You saw how the Lightning have that mentality. They have that sort of, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. It, it, it Kucherov's, and we say this about Dreisaitl too, Kucherov's probably one of the nastiest players in the league. And mm -hmm. I, I would put Leon in that category oh, too. Oh, 100%. As, as a compliment, yep. and they're also going to be in the top five or ten in scoring for probably the next they're, eight they're two years. They're su two superstars. But you saw the lightning at the end of the game, how, how they reacted. Now, the Oilers, you know, have added DeHarnay, who doesn't yep. play a ton. I don't think Played he... Played just over ten. Yeah, he only got, I think, three or four shifts in the third period. So, Although, but, with two minutes to go, he was out there again. He was on the ice, yep. and we've seen him be a jerk, quite yep. frankly, to opposing players, opposing star players. Costin's come in. What, is he up to three fights now? At least, uh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, now, and now Kane is back. Now, I'm not saying they're done. They probably might still add, but are the Oilers adopting a little bit more of that beefy, nasty attitude with those three guys around? Uh, I think they are. And you throw in a guy like Holloway that plays a heavy game as well. Uh, they, to win come playoff time, soft teams don't win in the playoffs. You don't see a skilled team go through and at the end of this holding the Stanley Cup and they all got smiles and they all look fresh. Those guys, the guys that are winning have cuts. There's guys that after the season's over, they're, they're going to have surgeries. I mean, you got to be tough to win a Stanley Cup and you've got to go through tough times and you got to make it tough on the opposition. And the O's are starting to play that way. Uh, Kane gives them swagger up front. He, he's a nasty player. He plays on the edge and goes over the edge occasionally. Uh, the, the, their top six has always been like that. Adding Kane helps, but now when you got Costin in your bottom six, you got a Holloway in your bottom six. Yanmark, I don't think is uh, plays with snarl, but he he takes hits to make plays. He finishes plays, and then with uh, Dayarnay on the back end, uh, he's just a monster. And there's it's a he threw Kucherov off his game in the first period with a cross check, and it wasn't vicious, but it was again it, he didn't leave let him off the hook. He's like, all right. I got Kucherov right here. I'm just going to give him a little shot just to let him know I'm here. So the Oilers are a harder team to play against. And I thought both teams came with physicality today. And the Oilers stood up to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, this isn't a, a Lightning team that is, you know, middle-of-the-road team. They've been to three straight finals. That is a great team. Now, it's regular season. It's a little different than playoffs. But they stood up to them and met, them, met the challenge physically. The Oilers are moving forward in the right direction. Oilers win 5-3. Five goals means the Japanese Village Goal Light is on on 630Ched.com. You can go there now, print up a coupon for a free happy Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. Reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca. 
odd sequence at the end of the game. I'll, I'll take everybody through it here. A, a bit of an early pull for the Lightning. I mean, two minutes has kind of become the benchmark. They get a face-off with 2.30, so they pull. Yep. Oilers get the puck. Hyman scores with 2.12. Game's pretty much over. Uh, Lightning get a, get a penalty in part, so Hyman wouldn't get a shot at the hat trick and, and yep. the empty net. We'll, we'll finish that thought in a second. Here's head coach Jay Woodcroft. Third, what, what did you like about your third way more than maybe the second? Well, let's go back to the start of your question. I like the first, how we came out. I think the shots were 10-2 at one point. Um, we were able to to build a lead on the back of, um, you know, getting pucks behind a, a decor and uh, capitalizing on a power play. Um, the second, you know, we just thought there were moments where we could be better in. Uh, there were a couple that we had pucks on our tape that we felt we could make a better play with. Um, and, uh, you know, but we also know um, that it was going to be a tight game coming in. It's uh, one of the league's elite teams, and uh, that's how we approached the third period, come out, play our game. Uh, we wanted that to be our best period. I thought there were a lot of real positive signs. Um, it was a well-played game by both teams. Could have went either way and fortunately went for us. Emotional game, obviously, you know, end the first of the fight, start the second with the fight. There's a little bit of scrums and kind of had everything tonight, a little bit of a, a playoff vibe in January. Yeah, I thought it, I, and I think that's great too. Um, I think that's the quality of a team that's been in the Stanley Cup final for the last three years. Uh, if they come out and they play a period where they feel it's uh, devoid of emotion, they look to create it. Um, and I know the last game we played in Tampa, we had some physicality to our game, and I, you know, our team was ready for that tonight. Our team answered the bell. Our power play answered the bell tonight. I was quite happy, um, you know, with with our response. Um, and, and for me, that is the sign of a, a good team. When there is no emotion, they look to create it. They have certain people that go out and do that. Um, we were aware of it. We were prepared for it. And going back to um, the third period that we played in L.A. where we didn't win the game, I think it's a positive step forward, and we can learn from a team like Tampa. Jay, just to follow up on that question, with your team kind of ahead 2 nothing, and really seemingly in control of the game, did, were you okay with the timing of those two fights? Uh, just... Yeah, I, like I said, I think that's part of their script. We were prepared for it. If you looked, uh, to me, it started with the penalty they took on McDavid. Um, and the first, you know, we felt that, you know, that probably could have been a four-minute penalty with the slew foot. Um, that was not called. Um, but our power play went out and stung them immediately. Uh, so that's a positive. That's a form of toughness. Um, you know, we thought... Evander Kane um, got hit from behind. He got hit right on the numbers in front of their bench, and that kind of started something there. Um, you know, the fight at the start of the, the second period was a spontaneous thing. And uh, what I'm proud of is that our team stuck together. Our team uh, answered the bell in numerous ways. Uh, we knew it was coming, and we were ready for it, and we went out and executed. I don't think it took away from our team play. It didn't, um, you know, uh, in the end, the right team found the two points at the end of the night. You mentioned the... Uh the penalty on McDavid, the maroon uh, play on him. Um, McDavid doesn't really need a whole lot to kind of get going, but did you sense after that it, it just kind of took him to a, another level tonight even? Yeah. 
I mean, there aren't too many nights when he isn't playing uh, at an exceptionally high level. I thought, um, you know, I thought their big boys responded to some of their role players trying to create emotion in the game. I thought their big boys kind of responded in the second period. And in the end, I, I liked how our big boys responded in the third period. And we found good shifts, uh, momentum generating shifts. Uh, the best player in the world found a way to, to score the game winner. It seemed, sorry, just uh, one more for me, Speck. Um, Derek Ryan seemed to really have a lot of ice time and responsibility in that third period. Why did you give him that and what did you think of the way he kind of... Yeah, goes back to using our eyes. I um, thought he was playing a really good game. Uh, I think he makes a lot of subtle plays. Um, uh, you know, he has 100% trust of his teammates and coaching staff when he goes on the ice. He can take face-offs. He's good on the wall. He can play in the middle. He can play on the wing. He's a Swiss Army knife for our team, and uh, he earns every second of ice time he gets. So you win uh, another third period here. Uh, there's been time this times this year when your team's been maybe a little fragile, give up some goals, and you can't kind of stop the momentum. Yep. It's the opposite now. What, what do you think's changed? Uh, I think this group, this team, is learning uh, the nuances of what it takes to close out a game. I think on this, you know, the, some of the games we've played here on this stretch, I, I really like the game back-to-back -back in Vegas um, where they kind of punched back at times, but we just uh, kind of did our thing. I don't think anyone is... Uh, taking their foot off the gas, so to speak. We're checking in the other team's end. And um, we're showing some maturity to our game. This year's team is showing that. And uh, we're going to need it as we go forward. So you have Stuart Skinner heading to an all-star game. You've got Jack Campbell's found his game here. Uh, just a good position for a head coach to be in moving forward with, with two choices like this? Yeah. Yeah, isn't it nice? Um, I think it's, uh, you know, we talk about using our eyes. I think there was a stretch of games there where Stewart was commanding the net. He was commanding it and forcing the coaching staff's hand at who was going to take the net um, with his play. He's made the all-star team. Question for you guys. I don't know this. I didn't look it up today. But when's the last time an Edmonton Oiler goaltender has played in the all-star game? He's a rookie goaltender. Uh, isn't that great? Isn't that a win for our scouts? Isn't that a win for our uh, development team? Isn't that a win for his goalie coaches and Sylvain Rodrigue and Dustin Schwartz that have helped him get to that point? I think it's a great thing for our organization. When's the last time? Tomorrow morning, you guys are going to give me that answer. Um, but I think that's great. But in each one of those starts that he got, he earned them. And for the coaching staff, we just were trying to use our eyes at making those decisions. Equally important is the amount of work that Jack Campbell's put in when he wasn't playing. So when this opportunity presented itself, he's ready for it. And I'm proud of him. Yeah, he's a great teammate. And uh, he's earning every start that he gets. Jay, the uh, evolution of the Broberg-Bouchard pairing. What have you kind of thought of that tonight? And maybe in the last few games before? Yeah. I, you know, I think there are two young defensemen whose best days are uh, way in front of them, 
they're learning uh, their footing in the best league in the world. I thought today they were forced to swim in the deep end with one of the best um, forward groupings in the National Hockey League, uh, a forward grouping that knows how to play the game the right way, and they acquitted themselves nicely. Good, thanks guys. All right, that's Jay Woodcroft, coach of the Oilers, after a 5-3 win over the Lightning at the Mike for Eclipse Restoration, named one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit eclipse247.ca. Okay, so here's what happened at the end of the game. Hyman gets the empty under 212 left. The, uh, the Lightning later get a penalty with about, well, the foul was committed with about 45 seconds left. Stamko stands behind his net, doesn't touch the puck. The ref standing next to him. The, the other ref in the neutral zone was waving the Oilers to go for it. Uh, well, I believe the Oilers were yelling at the ref to blow the whistle down. Which he should have. If he wanted to, if he wanted there to be a face-off. If he wanted there to be a face-off, he would. I saying the referees at that point wanted the game to end. The game was two goals difference. Why, they didn't care. So well, the, then the one guy shouldn't have told well, but that's, to go no, for it. I don't think he was telling him to. I think he was. the Oilers were yelling at him to blow the whistle. And the ref in the neutral zone was saying, if you want a whistle, go force him. Because if they don't force, because you can stand there at times and not touch the puck. Yes. Because if if the other team has a power play, or a, say you're you're on a you're shorthanded and the puck's there and you're about to get a power play, you want to let that run out as much as you can. So you stand there as long as you can and wait for the other team to come force you to touch it. If they're not forcing, I understand what the ref was doing. He's like, you know what? If you want this there to be a whistle, go down there and force them to touch it. Because I'm not blowing the whistle. And at that point, the Tampa Bay Lightning had said games are we're done over. so to me if i'm the oilers i go celebrate in front of my net for 30 seconds like yeah. you, the place would have gone I mean, crazy if there's 15 seconds left nobody does anything no you're right but for, that it was, was it was weird the ref's probably thinking wow this is a long time it's a long time but again I mean, the we, game was over and as a ref you're also waiting like at the end of the game something happened so referee saying okay this was a bit of an energy filled game yeah so i don't want anything else to happen if edmonton's not going to forecheck and tampa's not going to touch the puck let's let it run out and let them celebrate, enjoy themselves, and then we'll move on to the next game. Connor McDavid decided he wanted the whistle. He went in and forced the whistle with 15 seconds ago, and at that point, the referee had to blow the whistle. Okay, well, Stamkos eventually taps yeah. the puck. Yeah. Uh, and then I can understand why the Lightning are mad at Bouchard. Oh, I'm, I'd be very mad. And then we just watched the replay online, because <laughs> yeah. we didn't even notice. I, I, like I saw, I can't remember who it was on Tampa Bay. It might have been, well, it might have been Hedman, actually. Or was he out there? I don't know. Because I saw that going on, and then I saw a Lightning player nose-to-nose with Broberg. Broberg almost scored as time expired. He tried a shot with Vasilevsky down, and the puck rolled off his stick. So they were mad at him, but obviously Paul was much angry at Bouchard. Yeah, I, 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 a player wouldn't be upset. If you score a goal late, if there's a puck in front of that, you put it in an empty net, fine. I mean, you're not going to get mad at that. I mean, a guy's got a chance to score. You're like, oh, he's going to score. But the player will be mad. The game's over. Most times, and we see it lots, where you're on the power play late in the game. Sometimes you just take the puck back out of the, the blue line onto your own side. And you just kind of like you're watching a basketball game. The basketball, the, the guy right. dribbling the ball stands there, and both teams start shaking hands for the last 15 seconds of a game. So that's usually what happens. Now, if you want to make it play is one thing, but Bouchard, who's got one of the heaviest shots in the league, takes uh, a slap shot that Paul blocks. Puck comes back to Bouchard and he shoots again. And at that point, Paul's mad. And I, and, he, and this is when we we always talk about when something happens, I always turn it around. What if this is an order? What if 
Hedman's on the back end there, or Sergachev's on the back end there. And with a game that's already overtakes a slap shot that goes off of Hyman's foot Anybody, and breaks yeah. his foot. And all of a sudden, and the game's over, why are you taking a slap shot? That's why Paul was upset. That's why he went after Bouchard. It's one of those, I don't know if it's an unwritten rule, or it's like, you know what, the game is over. You won. Go celebrate. But they're, they're, and they were mad. The Tampa Bay Light, they didn't leave their bench for a good 30 seconds after the game. And rightfully so. Bouchard at that point, keep the puck to the outside. But you don't risk injury in a game that's already over. Oilers win at 5-3 over the Lightning tonight. $500 donation to 630 Chad Santa's anonymous from James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. They give 100 bucks every time the Oilers score. Another thing that happened in this game, linesman Travis Toomey, who uh, was a former U of A Golden Bear from Edmonton, he uh, suffered a hand injury in the first period as a scrum broke out in front of the Lightning bench. I, I saw him for about five seconds. Uh, leaving the rink up top, so he was able to come and watch the rest of the game from the press box. He was in a suit. He, he did have, uh, I think he had a jacket over his hand. Um, actually, Travis said hi to me first because I've interviewed him in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just said, hey, hope you're doing okay. He goes, it could have been worse. And left it there. Yeah, I mean, it, it was something. I mean, we've seen a lot of refs leave games, then come back after getting stitched up or come back with their hand tape or something along that line. So the fact that he didn't finish a game and uh, the game finished one ref or linesman short meant that it was significant enough to keep him out of a game. Because, I mean, sometimes we get mad at referees, but referees, they're pretty tough. And for him not to finish something happened. And we saw, and it's sad and scary, and, but we saw Kane when he left the game against the same Tampa Bay Lightning, the fear when he got up and skated to the bench how fast he went it was the same thing with the linesman tonight as soon as he hit the ice he was gone and down the tunnel and the altercation was still happening on the ice so it was something serious enough serious enough to scare him to leave the ice quickly and then not be able to return okay more post-game reaction coming up you can get us on the hotline for certain teeds 780-496-0063 the pros choice for roofing siding drywall insulation and ceiling systems certain teed pro all the way oilers beat the lightning 5-3 we're back with more heartland ford overtime open line live oilers hockey is brought to you by Friesen brothers this is the heartland ford overtime open line here's reed wilkins on oilers radio 630 chair Oilers are short a guy on the ice here dry got on late puck on the right wing one timer oh what a save made by campbell coming across he got it with the glove well, we got some hot soup for you there. The save of the game for Crystal Glass called 310 Glass or visit crystalglass.ca. Campbell gets his fifth straight victory. Oilers get their fifth straight victory 5-3 over the Lightning. McDavid got the game winner. He's the first star. Zach Hyman, couple of goals. Another night of hard work. He's the second star. The outstanding Braden Point of the Lightning is the third star. Rob will pick the fourth star for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. Well, the incredible season for Ryan Nugent Hopkins continues. He has an assist tonight. He's plus three. Led the Oilers at 62% in the face-off circle. Another great game for the Nugent. To me, he's the four star. All right, so 5-3 for the Oilers, 26-18-3 on the season. Uh, other Pacific Division teams are in action tonight. We'll update the scoreboard here in a couple minutes. You can chime in at 780-496-0063. So it really got heated with the Maroon-McDavid uh, altercation with about three and a half minutes left in the first. Dreisaitl scores on the power play. Kucherov hits Kane. 
that's where Toomey got hurt, the linesman. They had that review that we weren't sure about, but the, the word that I've got is they, they were checking if Kane committed a match penalty and then they downgraded it to a trip, so whatever. And then Nurse fights Perry right at the end of the period. Yeah. Um, that's a good trade-off for, for Tampa. Tampa. I almost Very said, good, I almost yep. said the Ducks because I still <laughs> I think about Perry. Like, is that... And no, I complimented the Oilers' toughness and response in yep. this game. Um, and I mean, I, wa I wonder with Darnell if that's like, you've been <laughs> bugging my butt for since years. you played for yeah. the Ducks. <laughs> like, fine. I've had enough of you, and if you're actually going to drop the gloves with me, I'm going to take this one. Yep. I actually went online between periods to see how many fights Corey Perry's had in his career. He's had 55 fights in his NHL career. This is a guy that scored 400 goals in yeah, the well, NHL. And won a heart trophy. Yeah. I mean, he's a great player that most Edmonton Oilers fans absolutely can't stand. Um, uh, yeah, on, on that one, Nurse, take the fight. Sir, take the fight and send a message to the Tampa Bay Lightning that uh, we're, we're standing up to you and we're not taking taking this um, I in a playoff game I don't want Darnell Nurse fighting uh, but in this game tonight early in the hockey game yeah 100% and then the start of the second period another big fight starts where uh, I think Maroon was the one I think initiated it and it was funny they kept showing them talking and Costin kept shaking his head no and I don't know what he was saying but he took the fight right away. And again, Costin, he only fights big dudes. He's uh, the, the young, skilled Russian first-rounder, only fights big dudes in the National Hockey League, and good on him. Again, role players for the Empton Oilers standing up for themselves, standing up for their teammates. That's, uh, I think, a big difference that we've seen over the last month and why the Edmonton Oilers' team toughness is starting to show through. All right, back down to the Oilers' dressing room. Here's Zach Hyman. Yeah, great start. Uh, obviously, a, a pushback from a really good team over there to tie it up, and then uh, another really good third. I think that's the key is just stringing together those third periods, whether you're tied or you're up. Um, just you know and i think uh, protecting home ice i think it's you know getting back to playing the right way on home ice which is nice so lots of good you're not just winning it's who you're beating and how you're playing i think really seem to be rolling in the right direction yeah yeah and i think i think we could uh you know start talking about soupy a little bit too right? i think he's playing great which is which is awesome and then uh we've got Stu who's in the all-star game too so uh it's been it's been fun watching those two guys back there so uh yeah, credit to those guys, too. Some, some feistiness in this game that this team hasn't always been known for, but there was a lot of fight back and pushback, and it's yeah. that way over the last little while. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I think Quim's really brought that. He's come in and, and brought an edge to the group, you know, getting Kaner back. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Darnay, Vinny, and then don't forget Nursey, too, right? Nursey's uh, one of the toughest guys in the league there. So, um, yeah, we're, we're not, uh, I guess, the, you know, when you typically think of the Oilers, it's all skill, right? I mean, we got some... some some grit to us now, which is a good thing. Not a, not a big rival uh, that you played tonight. Where do you think all that came from? Just two really good teams. I mean, two competitive teams that, uh, you know, both are coming in on streaks and wanted to keep them going. And I think, uh, you know, they came out flat, I guess. And, and then they uh, they had, you know, they got guys who wanted to create a spark, and it did, right? They came back in that game, made it 3-3, uh, tied it up, and I think, uh, you know, we pushed back too. So it was, it was good. Connor was kind of the recipient of some of that. Do you think that was kind of kind of lit up a fuse under him? Or maybe you got to kind of poke the bear too much? <laughs> I don't know if you – it every yeah. if you don't poke him he's still the bear right <laughs> so uh yeah he's uh he's he's a, a huge difference maker obviously and uh, a huge goal for us to set us up for the third 
All right, that's Zach Hyman. Two more goals tonight, up to 23 on the season. Oilers 5, Lightning 3 is the final. The Red Wings have beaten the Golden Knights 3-2 as we go to the scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. New Jersey just scored, so Devils and Kraken likely going to overtime. It's 3-3 with 24 seconds left. And uh, this is another nice one for the Oilers. Five minutes into the third, Stars up 4-0 on the Kings. So Vegas will stay at 58 points. It looks like the Kings will stay at 56. Seattle will probably get at least one point. They'll get to 57. If they win, they'll tie Vegas at 58. The Oilers are at 55. The Oilers have played more games than those other teams by one or two. But like you said, Rob, they're, now you can start looking up in the standings a little bit more as a, I mean you always at least I do I, you always worry a little bit about who's behind you but you're, you're closer to the teams ahead of you well I, I guaranteed they'd make the playoffs earlier in the season I stay with that and I'm predicting right now they win their division I think the Oilers are the best team in this division I think that uh, injuries have affected some of the teams ahead of them some goaltending issues have affected teams like the LA Kings uh, the Edmonton Oilers are playing well. I, I do believe that they are going to challenge for the division title before this is all over. And how about this for a team? Your goalie, Jack Campbell, just won five straight and has been excellent in all five of those games. And your other goalie is the all-star. <laughs> That's a pretty good problem that uh, Woodcroft and the coaching staff has going forward. Panthers hammered the Canadians 6-2. Ducks beat the Blue Jackets 5-3. The Bruins are 36-5-4. They beat the Rangers 3-1. Chicago knocks off Philly 4-1. Leafs take down the Jets 4-1. Hurricanes over the Wild 5-2. Sabres beat the Islanders 3-2 in overtime. Blues win 5-2 against the Predators. Capitals shut out the Coyotes 4-0. Kemper with the clean sheet there. Dylan Strom scored a couple of times. That is your advantage. Trailer rentals scoreboard. Yeah, it, I mean, we're getting to that time of year now. There's a, a little more separation you're seeing the the intensity in some of the games yes. pick up you're seeing some of the you know the weaker teams quite frankly I, I i know even tonight there were a couple surprises but more often than not there, there's be, always going to be surprises but but you're also but, um there's teams that you thought would fall off the st louis blues have been absolutely crushed with injuries yet they've gone on this little run and they fought themselves back into it so teams that looked comfortable and this is why you play 82 games. These teams looked quite comfortable three weeks ago. Vegas, L.A., Calgary uh, have now fallen a little bit. And teams like St. Louis and Colorado, who are both perennial playoff teams, have made a little bit of a run. Uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be interesting. That's what you want in a playoff, Chase. You want a bunch of teams involved. just makes it more exciting for all the fans. So uh, there's probably about nine or sorry, I'm going to say 10 teams right now with real legitimate chances of making the playoffs. And an 11th team, the National Predators, just knocking on the door as well. Yeah. You know what was exciting tonight? Set the line for River Cree Resort and Casino. Oh. Excitement. Bet on it. I haven't I even checked it. it. Set it at two and a half. Combined mm -hmm. points by Fogel, McLeod, and Holloway. And? Fogel won. Yep. McLeod won. Yep. Holloway you know what? None. That it's kid under. is killing me. Why doesn't he do something there? <laughs> so Tyson gets the $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. But once he again, the under. Reed Wilkins is the Vegas connoisseur oh, of point 
I don't know, what is it called when you set the point? Uh, I guess what are is? you, a line setter? No, a it's something else. Odds maker, maybe? Oh, odds maker, yeah. You yes. are very, you, seriously, when when this is all said and done here in Edmonton, you can go to Vegas. Oh, yeah, that's and you what's will next be, for me. That you will be great. sought after. You will be <laughs> sought after down in Las Vegas. <laughs> I'll be mowing your lawn, probably. Uh, oh, do you do, you do that? Not, not well. <laughs> It'll give me a riding tractor. I'll well, be okay. my son, when he does it, he runs over rocks, so he can't oh, be any I, worse no, than I, him. I'm better than that. Uh, Holloway plus one in 12-01, two shots on goal, four hits. Play, he played well. I, again, he played well, and at times you saw him out there with, with Leon. Um, I, I, honestly, you go through the lineup. I, I, I think you're pretty happy with the play of just about everyone in the Oilers team tonight. That was a team win against a very good Tampa Bay Lightning team. This guy got the game winner, Connor McDavid. You know, we're, in a, we're still in a good spot. We're tied going into the third at home here. Um, you know, and we uh, we don't mind that spot, especially against a good team. So um, it comes down to uh, a play here, a play there, and and, uh, and we find a way to get it. Darnell ends up dropping the gloves there at the end of that period. Clean goes out and does what he does. He had a three-fight game there against LA. Is it just a little bit more attention to this and a little different feel that way? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, um, I think uh, Costi leads the way there. You know, he he, he wants that, um, and it's uh, it's been impressive to really to really watch. Um, you know, he obviously takes on a, a big man there, and you know, Nursey does the same, and um, Kaner is willing to do that. Um, you know, it's it's not. Uh, I think some teams come in and think that they're going to you know run us right out of the building uh, with physicality, and you know, we got uh, we got the guys to uh, to stand in there. If, if there might have been times in the first half when maybe the team was a little fragile, we give up a couple and you couldn't get it back. The opposite is going on now give up a couple and you guys get them back your third period's been really strong what's you know what changed what, what's been the difference yeah, I think the confidence grow, is growing in the group you know it's uh, you can feel it on the ice you can feel it around the room and, um, yeah the confidence is a big thing and, and uh, you got to earn confidence and it goes back to, uh, to taking it one day at a time and I think uh, we've done a good job of doing that um, you know since the, the, the second half started here so um, is there anything about Tampa when they come here? I don't know what it is, but you guys don't play each other very often, yet the games are seem to be a little bit more intense. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is. You know, it's obvious for, for us, um, you know, why we get up. You know, they've been they've been uh, they've been the champs for a long time and um, continue to, to you know, put together great teams. And um, it's easy for us to get up for for these types of games. Um, you know, for them, they're obviously a competitive group, and there's a reason why they they, they keep uh, keep winning games. So, um, yeah. You guys have put a good little run here together. You know, the outlook when after a run like this is different. How, how do you think the group sort of did when you were down, and has it, has it been as steady as you want it to in here? Yeah, it has been steady. Um, you know, we've talked about consistency for a long time, and, and we've obviously been searching for that. And um, unfortunately, you know, the, the, the spot that we we find ourselves in is is, is one that we're, we're familiar with. Um, you know, having to battle for for playoff spots and, and our playoff lives, and you know, we got to start that uh, that early. You know, we've we've done that uh, last three three years in a row here, I think. So, um, you know, it's a position that we're we're comfortable in. Uh, um, yeah. It was announced in bold that Leon and Stu will be joining you at the All Star game. What have those? Obviously, Leo's Leo. Um, you know, just continues to uh, 
put together great years and um, you know very deserving. I think there's it's not really an all-star game if uh, if Leo's not there. So you know very deserving and you know Stu has uh, has done everything that's been asked of him. You know he, he's uh, obviously a young guy still finding his way and and uh, to play that many games and and uh, you know carry that workload um, it's been huge for us um, and he's been great. He deserves it. That is Connor McDavid, a goal and an assist tonight. Six shots on goal. He now has 39 goals on the season. Oilers knock off the Tampa Bay Lightning 5-3. Five consecutive wins for the Oilers. You're also going to hear from Derek Ryan. We're happy to hear from you. 780-496-0063. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Take your computer and IT skills to a new level. Nate Continuing Education has programs for the latest trends in programming, network and security, and artificial intelligence. We have certificates that prepare you for in-demand jobs in user experience and user interface, data engineering, data science, software testing, and cybersecurity. Take the next step in your career today with Nate Continuing Education. Registration for in-person or online courses is open today at nate.ca slash next step. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins. On Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Puck dumped in by Costin as he ran into Cole. Cole's got it on the left Cole's wing. Cole's a wide, yeah. thick man. All right. Crunch of the game for Cougar Paint Collision. Our family helping your family for 40 years. And counting final score tonight, Edmonton Oilers 5, Tampa Bay Lightning 3 as the Oilers have won five in a row, matching their longest win streak of the season. They won five straight from October 24th to November 1st. Their home record sneaks back above 500 at 12, 11, and 2 on the season. Uh, we mentioned DeHarnay earlier. Got another point tonight. Third, <laughs> That's all he third does. assist in five games. Reed, he just sets up goals and gets pluses. Uh, I thought he looked fine tonight. And again, there's just over two minutes to go in the game. It's uh, a two-goal game at that point, or one goal when he was out there. Uh, when did they I score? Hyman scored with 2.12 left. Okay, uh, DeHarnay's out again late in the hockey game. Uh, he was out with Kulak. They, they like what he does at the end of the game. He clears the net. He makes it easy for the goaltender to see it. He doesn't give up second chances. Uh, what the Oilers are doing on their defensive end with seven defensemen is situationally playing them. All right, we got uh, an offensive faceoff. We're going to put Bouchard out here or Barry. Defensive zone, up a goal late. We're going to have DeHarnay out there. So uh, the Oilers, when they go 11-7, and seven, they can create different scenarios that are tough for the opposition to play against. And DeHarnay has only been positive in each and every game he's played since he's been called up. Yeah, well, and like I said, I, I, I wasn't sure how mean he was. <laughs> uh, but he's he's got he's got a I mean he's the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> well, he's a pretty but, but I mean if I, I don't know how many people saw because it, it was behind the play, but it was just a simple play on Kucherov in the first period. We just went up and cross-checked him, and it wasn't vicious. It the referee saw it, and but it threw Kucherov the rest of the first period. He actually came back at Darne and cross-checked him. Then they had a little swinging stick match where they both slashed each other in the back of the legs. That's what you want from yeah. Darne if you're Kucherov top 10 players in the world, maybe top five players in the world, and you're taking him off uh, his game, good on him. But Dehern 8 plus two tonight. So that, I believe he's plus, either plus five or plus six in five games. And since he's been called up, three assists, plus five or six on the year. 
uh, he'd be plus five now. Plus five. Yeah, and, so. and we've said this before, and I referenced even that interview I did with Warren Moon about what football players want to do in the first quarter. Let the other team know in for a long night. Yeah. Even if they score first or have some territory, well, okay, we're, we're, you're bruised. Well, and he does those in the teams that he's done this. Like he's played against Tampa, he's played against Seattle, he's played against Vegas. All good hockey clubs, and has not looked out of place at all. All right, back down to the Oilers' room, Derek Ryan. And keep it simple, play strong defensively, and um, honestly, keep the puck in the ozone because that's where you want to be when you're when you're up a goal. So yeah, it was fun. Feel like you need to do anything special with those two? Like you said, you're maybe the yeah. conscious of the line. You think, or how would you kind of see yourself with those? Two? I try not to think that. I feel like I just have to play my game. I've been in the league a little bit now, so I think it's it's done well for me. I can't change my game depending on who I'm playing with. And I feel like I've been playing pretty well lately, so just stick to that. Yes, it's Zach said, kind of steady Eddie out there. That's, yep. You know what you're going to do, and that yep. kind of works for you, but how you maybe see things? Yeah, yeah, I can't get outside of myself for sure. That's um, can be dangerous. So, yeah, just steady Eddie playing the game the way I know how. Your team has sort of found a real backbone in the third period. You've been a good third period team here for a while now. But, you know, yeah. where's it come from? What happened? I agree with that. I think we've talked about that a little bit in the locker room. You know, going into third periods, we... We feel like we uh, have a chance to be mature, be professional, and that's kind of been a little bit of a, a stigma in the last season, maybe a little bit earlier parts of the season where we weren't having the best thirds, so I think uh, our mentality's changed a little bit, and um, it's been nice to see. Look at this last little run, this game, and uh, you know, the last few. What they do, do for this team as you maybe head toward the All-Star break and into an unofficial second half, I guess? No, it's that. huge. Yeah, this stretch has been huge for us confidence-wise and just kind of getting to our, our game our identity, um, the way we know how to, we have to play to win games. And um, tonight's a special game against a really good team coming in here. And um, to go out there, and especially in the third, to really lock it down. Connor scores a big goal for us. And to, to win the game playing the right way is huge for us. Jay was talking before the game how like 11 and 7, you know, one good forward is going to be out, you know, maybe two yeah. depending on how, how many guys are around. But kind of creates a little bit of a different dynamic for you guys. Do you found that that seems to be a good good model for you guys so the 11 7 so far yeah i think jay likes it for sure yeah. there's a little bit of a different rhythm to the game you're playing with different guys at different times um obviously he's real comfortable with it i think he does a good job of getting guys out there and and um yeah just is what it is so right. are, are these games fun to play when you're playing against the champs you don't play only play them twice is they, are they more fun yeah. than if you play I guess they're not the current champs, but uh, <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about that before the game. Um, you know, it's a big game, big test for us. But we all, we've also talked a lot about in the last couple of games, you know, it's not about who we're playing. They obviously, change a little bit of strategy, but we know how we have to play to be successful no matter who we're playing. And um, it's no different with Tampa coming in here tonight. And I think we got to that game early. We knew they were going to have a pushback. They did. And um, we were able to come out in the end. There, the, the line job, I know with the left board, it's not like they're set. You kind of had some pairs from the whole part, but in the third, they split up corner and the would you have came in the end. Yep. The whole group seemed to really kind of bear down. That chain worked. Why? Um, I don't know. Uh, that's a good question for the analysts, I guess, but I don't know. I was just trying to go out there. Uh, I had a couple questions similar to that earlier, just um, trying to play my game, add my element to that line, um, be responsible, be above pucks. They, they play a pretty aggressive style, especially in the neutral zone where they're trying to get above you, behind you, and create odd man rushes, and I was just trying to be responsible. 
That's Derek Ryan. Oilers beat the Lightning 5-3. They'll try to make it six in a row on Saturday. That's our next installment of Oilers Hockey presented by Friesen Brothers. 6.30 for the face-off show, game at 8. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Mind. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.